You're listening to a message from Micaiah Ermler, lead pastor of Southridge Church in San Jose, California. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. And now, here is Pastor Micaiah. Thank you, worship team. Great job. Thank you for staying. You may be seated. Powerful, powerful stuff. I'm so glad you're here. We won't take a lot of time. I've got my three kids here as well, and so I know how it is when you got kids, but let me once again remind you a couple of announcements. You want to connect with us, we'd love to stay connected with you. And at the end of the service, we got a couple gift cards we want to raffle off, so at the very end, forward dismissed to hunt Easter eggs. We have some gift cards for you, but we're going to turn our attention to a book that's called the Bible. Many of you are familiar with it, because today is Easter, or Resurrection Sunday. And we celebrate this. We celebrate the fact that we can have new life in Christ because of Jesus. And that's what we're celebrating today. And so I'm so glad you're here. Once again, my name is Micaiah Irma. I'm the pastor here at Southridge. And I'm so excited to see many familiar faces, uh, many of our church families here. So thank you for being a part of our Easter worship service. This is a special treat for us. We're glad that you're here. But over the last year, There's a word that I've heard often, and maybe you've heard the same word. How many over the last year have heard the word canceled? Can I see your hands? Have you heard that word? Am I the only one? Yeah, everybody has. Because over the last year, many of us had to cancel things, right? How many of you had to cancel vacation plans this last year? Did you cancel your vacation? Yeah, many of you, I bet, even paid for that too. I had to cancel an anniversary trip. Uh, Schools got canceled. Sports got canceled. Some businesses got canceled, some politicians got canceled, celebrities got canceled, but all of that, I think there's still something that needs to be canceled that hasn't been canceled. You say, what's that? How many would agree that if they're all about canceling stuff, that you and I have some bills and some debts that they could cancel. Would you agree with me? Wouldn't that be good? Like, if they're all about that cancel life, then guess what? I got a mortgage, you are welcome to cancel. I got a car payment, you are welcome to cancel. I got a Visa credit card, you're welcome to cancel. No, they already did that. The bill, the bill. You're like, no, I've had them do that. So, at each service, this is our third service today, we have canceled out one person's entire debt in each service. We didn't announce it. We didn't announce it. But we're going to, in this service, we're going to pick one person. We're going to cancel all of your debt. Student debt, credit card debt, car payment debt, mortgage debt, uh, any kind of debt. How many agrees? That sound pretty good? Sound pretty good? And I'm serious. We're going to do it for one person. We're going to wipe out all their debt. All of a sudden, you're like, man, I knew it was a good thing to come to church on Resurrection Sunday. I like that pastor. His pants are a little bit too bright, but he's all right, okay? All right? I didn't notice that the glare was going to hit my pants, so I apologize if you need sunglasses. But we're going to pick one person and wipe out all of their debt, all the debt that they might have, okay? So I'm going to pick that person, all right? So I'm going to pick the person, and uh, let's see, let's see, let's let's find somebody really deserving, because we want to take care of all of their debt. So uh, what's your name? 
Giovanni, come on up here, Giovanni. Let's give her a round of applause for Giovanni. Giovanni, how old are you? Nine years old. He's nine years old. All right, Giovanni, we're going to wipe out all your debt. Here's 100 bucks. Wiped out all his debt. We just wiped out all his debt. There we go. Give him a round. Hey, you can have a seat. Giovanni's like, man, I got a wife and three kids. We got to pay more, you know? So, no, no, no. Some of you got a little bummed, right? You're like, come on, man. He didn't have a car payment, mortgage payment. We're just talking about wiping out people's debt. He didn't have no debt. Well, there is a connection between the greater the debt, the greater the gratitude. You see, he's happy that he got $100, but not as happy as you would be if your student loan, your credit card, your mortgage would be. Because why? The greater the debt, the greater the gratitude. And Jesus did something so much greater than wipe out our debt, he canceled something else. He canceled something that is infinitely more important to you and I. It's something you and I over this last year have been more reminded about than we care to. As a matter of fact, there's a death counter that we can track. We've been hearing about this. Over the last year, worse than debt, we would rather have our, not our debt canceled, but death canceled. I lost two grandparents. It's a year ago to the day that I lost a very dear friend. So I, can't, I don't like death. And I know right now that there are people here in this crowd, you're right there with me. You can't stand death. You can't stand that it took loved ones from you. It took a spouse from you. It may have taken a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a child from you. A parent may have lost a child. And so you and I can agree that if there's anything we want canceled, it's death. And we've been reminded of it so much. But did you know that's exactly why Jesus came to this earth? A man by the name of the Apostle Paul, he even wrote about it in a book called Colossians. He said this. He said, uh, when it came to our debt, because you and I, we had a debt we couldn't cancel, and Jesus canceled a debt we couldn't pay. That's what Jesus did. And so here's what Colossians says in verse 14. It says, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it, to his cross. You see, you and I, we had a debt we couldn't cancel. Jesus canceled a debt he did not owe. You see, you and I, we all have a debt that we may not have known about. And it needs to be covered. It needs to be paid. And your good works and good looks aren't going to pay that debt. Only Jesus could pay the debt. Only Jesus could take care of death. It's the one thing most of us, that's what we fear more than anything else. One comedian said this about death. He said, I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. And maybe that's your sentiment. You're not afraid of death. You just don't want to be there when it happens. And so we know that death is the ultimate, the great enemy. And here's the big thing about death. Death brings division. That's what death does. Death brings division. This week, I walked through Calvary Cemetery. I was doing some research, and I was doing some filming for some projects. And as I was walking through, I saw loved ones that were buried. And death had separated between loved ones. Not only did death separate between loved ones, death separates between life. Life and death, they're separated. And so you and I, we hate death. We want it canceled. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to abolish death death. As a matter of fact, the apostle Paul, the writer, he goes on in 2 Timothy 1.10, he says, but now has been revealed to the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. You see, Jesus came because he knows that death brings division, that death brings division, not only between living, 
not only between loved ones, but also between the Lord. You say, why? What separates us? There's a gap between you and me. And guess what? There's a gap between you and God. If you've never received Jesus Christ, your personal savior, there is a gap. You say, how do I fill that gap? A lot of times we've been told, take communion, get baptized, and that'll fill the gap. But that's not it. It's by receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's how we fill that gap. It's only by Jesus and his, what he did on the cross. You say, you know what? I don't believe that death's all that bad. Maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, death ain't that bad. I mean, I don't remember what it was like before I was born. I'm not going to remember what it was like after I die. And so guess what? Death is just a dead end. No, my friend. Death is not a dead end. Hebrews 9 says, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. You see, your life is very short. It's just a vapor. But if you think this is your entire life, this is nothing. Many of you are sitting with kids, and some grandparents are here, and you remember when you were sitting with your kids. Life is a vapor. Here we are a year later from when the pandemic started, and some of you are still trying to use up the toilet paper you were hoarding a year ago. You're like, yeah, man, I still got that toilet paper and spam. I know. I did the same thing. Rice, toilet paper, and spam. That's what I stocked up on. I was like, all right, we're good. We're good. And so you and I, we're a year later. Time flies by. But here we are a year later. And you and I have a decision that we can live for this life. And everybody tells you, live your best life, man. Live your best life. I want to tell you, your best life is the rest of your life. But you say, no, I still don't believe that, preach man. I still don't believe it. I believe all things are determined. What's going to happen is going to happen. If I'm going to go to heaven, I'm going to go to heaven. If I'm going to go to hell, I'm going to go to hell. It's all determined. If everything is already determined then why do you look both ways before you cross the street? If it's all determined, you say, oh, I know, I I know, I believe all people are good, and God's just going to let all good people in heaven. Well, if you believe all people are good, then why do you lock your doors at night? If all people are good, you don't even trust your own neighbors. You lock your door, and you're like me. You got a security system and a baseball bat. Or a nine iron under the bed. You're like, yeah, anybody breaks into my house, they get a nine iron to the head, you know? And uh, uh, you're, you're all set. Some of you in the church parking lot locked your cars. You don't even trust church people. So don't talk to me about, oh, I just believe everybody's good. No, you and I are the same. We don't believe everybody's good. We, have, we believe they may have good intentions, but we know not everybody is good. Because death is not the dead end. It divides us. So death divides us from life. It divides us from loved ones. And, and, and here's a bad, a bad preacher joke, okay? you got to humor me. It's Easter, so every pastor's got a bad preacher joke. So here's mine. There was a grandfather who was talking to his granddaughter, and the granddaughter jumped up on his uh, grandpa's laugh and said to her grandpa and said, Hey, grandpa, can you rib it like a frog? And so then the grandpa looked at it down at his granddaughter with love in his eyes, and he went, ribbit, ribbit. And then the granddaughter jumped off her granddad's lap and started running around the house saying, we're going to Disneyland, we're going to Disneyland, we're going to Disneyland. And then the mom came out and said, honey, why are you telling everybody we're going to Disneyland? Because, mommy, you said if grandpa croaked, we could go to Disneyland. I know it was bad. Thank you for humoring me. Thank you. I know it's bad. I hope that somebody's not looking forward to you passing on so they can get a little bit of extra money and go to Disneyland. But the reality is death separates. Death is not a dead end. And here's the other thing to remember. We all have a date with death. But here's the positive side. Even death had a date with death. You see, the Bible talks about how Jesus, and he took the sting of death, 
the writer Paul even says, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? You see, Jesus took the sting of death. Raise your hand. You ever been stung by a bee? Raise your hand. You've been stung by a bee? It hurts, don't it? It hurts like crazy. Yes, we've been stung by a bee. Let me ask you, what happens to the bee after it stings you? It dies. You know, death stung Jesus. And in a sense, death stung itself to death. You see, when death met Jesus, death thought it could cancel Jesus. But oh no, Jesus canceled death. He took it and he said it is canceled because Jesus, he took your place and my place because he was the only one who could pay your price. He's the only one who could cover the sin. Lately, we've been hearing the name Bridger Walker. Anybody know the name Bridger Walker? Any of you? I'll remind you. Many of you do. Bridger Walker is a six-year-old from Wyoming. And in last July, Bridger has a sister who's just two years younger than him. And they were out playing, and a German shepherd got loose and started to make for Bridger's little sister. And Bridger stepped in the way, and Bridger got bit so many times, they gave him 91 scars on his face. You can look it up. You can Google it. Bridger Walker, six-year-old. 91 scars all over his body. In the hospital, they met with Bridger, and Bridger's dad said, Bridger, why did you jump in the way for your to protect your little sister. And Bridger said this. He said, Daddy, I just felt like if anybody should die, it should be me. Wow. A six-year-old gets it. He said, I'll take my sister's place because that's what Jesus did. Jesus said, Daddy, I will take their place. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So today, Jesus said, I canceled death for you. You don't have to be afraid of it. I took the sting out of death. And I know death won't brighten your day, but the subject of death can enlighten your life. And Jesus is trying to tell you this morning, have you chosen him? Have you made the decision? We think about our 401k. We think about our retirement. We think about our kids' college education. We think about all these things. But if you thought about your eternity, the life after this life, we live for the now, but there's a hereafter. Our life is so short. It's a vapor. And Jesus, he took your place and he paid your price. You see, you're infinitely valuable to Jesus. And he was willing to lay down his life for your life. He was willing to take your place. He was willing to pay your payment. And you might be sitting there and think, you know what, pastor, that's good. But I've heard heaven is boring and the other place, that's where the party's going to be. And I like to party. I'm here to tell you, if you like to party, you want to go to heaven, not the other place. Because heaven's where the party's going to be. That's where the party's going to be. A lot of people think, oh, the other place is going to be fun. No, man, it's not going to be fun. That's not the place you want to go. You want to be with Jesus, with God, and understand death doesn't discriminate. So we need to make the decision, Jesus, you canceled death for me, so I want to receive that. But Jesus is not a dead Savior. The Bible says in Matthew 28, verse 6, he is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. I don't trust someone who can't even give himself life, but Jesus could give himself life. You see, you might say, hey, I got life. No, some of you, you're existing. You don't have life. 
if you need antidepressants, some substance, if you need anything else to help you get through the day, you're not living, you're existing. Jesus gives life. He says, I'm come to might have life and they might have it more abundantly. You see, the prophet Muhammad said, I'm the prophet of truth. Buddha said, I am the pursuer of truth. But only Jesus said, I am the truth the way, and the life. Jesus is that truth. We follow Jesus since he has the words of life. And he sacrificed. He gave his life. He took our place. He paid our price. And they made us a promise. You say, what's that promise? He said, when you choose Jesus, you get three things. You get forgiveness of your sin. Sin means to miss the mark. You and I, we can't take care of our sin. But Jesus said, I can forgive you of your sin. And secondly, not only do you get forgiveness of sin, you get a future in heaven. And thirdly, you get a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You know, in 1989, in the country of Armenia, there was an 8.2 earthquake that hit a town, a city. And in that city, and I'm going to ask the worship team, they can come on the, on the stage. And in that city, there was a father. And the father loved to take his son to school. And every day, the father would, would drop his son off at school. And the father would say to his son, he would say, son... You know your daddy loves you, right? And the son would say, yeah, dad, I know you love me. And then as he would turn to go, the father would say, and you know, son, your dad will always be there for you. Yeah, dad, I know you're always going to be there for me. And he said, you know, son. And he's like, what, dad? You know, no matter what, I'll come for you. Yeah, dad. And then the father watched the son go into the school. And then the dad turned and left. And as he was driving to work, An 8.2 magnitude earthquake hit that city. You can look it up, 1989, 8.2 earthquake hit this city. 30,000 people died instantly, 30,000. The father devastated, devastated. He said, I got to go to the school. I got to see where my son is. The father made his way to the school. And to his horror, the school was flattened. The father in grief and agony over the thought of losing his son, began to make his way to where his son's classroom would be. And he saw just a pile of bricks and cinder block and cement. Who could have survived that? But instead of giving in to grief and despair, he began to slowly move the rubble. Somebody came over to the father and gently put their hand on his shoulder and said, there's nobody alive there. Nobody can survive that. Let the workers do that. No father should find their child like that. And then the father said, either help me or leave me alone. And the father began to dig. He began to take pieces of cement off one at a time, one after another, for one hour, two hours, three hours. This is a true story. Four hours, five hours. He began to dig. Over a while, there were people who would come up to him and say, Sir, stop digging. Let somebody else do that. Let the rescuers do that. And he said, either help me or leave me alone. And once again, the father kept digging eight hours and 10 hours and 12 hours, 15 hours. And people said, he's grieving. He's just got to deal with his grief. And he kept digging and he kept digging 15 hours, 16, 17, 24 hours. True story. He kept digging. He kept trying to find his son. And he kept digging. People would come up to him and say, sir, stop. And he would tell them, either help me or leave me alone. 26 hours, 28 hours, 30 hours, 36 hours later. The father went over to a piece of cement that he was able to move, and he gently moved the piece of cement. 
and out of the darkness, there was a pocket, a hole that had been perfectly preserved there. And out of the darkness, a voice, a small voice said, Father, I knew you would come. I told everybody, my daddy's coming for us. Just hold on. And I want to let you know this morning, this Easter morning, you've got a heavenly father who said, I am coming for you. I will move heaven and earth for you. There is nothing I won't do for you. I will send my son to die on a cross for you to take your place, the sin that you did, the thoughts that you have had, the actions that you have done. He saw it all and he said, I still love you. I will still forgive you. I will still send my son, my perfect son, to take your place. He sees those of you that have the broken heart, those of you that are discouraged. God said, I'm coming for you. I love you. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. He moved heaven and earth because he wanted to cancel death for you and for me. And this morning, that's what we celebrate. That God in heaven sent his son Jesus to this earth. That when man was at his worst moment, God was at his best. And he sent his most precious gift, his son. And he said, I love him. I got a rescue mission. The resurrection is a rescue mission, my friend. He came for you and for me. And today, I believe for some of you, right now in your heart, you feel something. You feel the Holy Spirit of God saying, you need to receive Jesus as your Savior. Some of you, you've never felt this before. You don't know what's going on. You thought, maybe it's the heat. Maybe I drank something, ate something funny. That is what we call God speaking to you, saying, receive me. You've been running from the resurrection, and it's time to turn around and say, God, I'm going to receive you, because he canceled your debt. I got a poster right here and there's a word stamped on this poster. The word is canceled. And that's exactly what the first service did. There were people they came over here, they put the stamp and they said, my sin debt is canceled. That God canceled it. He canceled your sin debt and my sin debt. And right now, if you feel the Holy Spirit of God speaking to you, moving in your heart, we're going to pray a prayer together. We're going to pray it out loud for the benefit of those who are coming to God for the first time and those who are coming back to God after a long time. We're going to pray this prayer because I believe some of you that God is working your heart. But may I do this? May I ask you to have heads bowed and eyes closed all across the stadium field, all across the bleachers, heads bowed and eyes closed. And you say, today I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, if you want to make that decision, would you slip up your hand? You say, yes, I want to receive Jesus. Is that you? I see hands. I see hands. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you say, I want to receive Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray a prayer. we got a paper right here. And I want to pray this prayer out loud for the benefit of everyone. Let's pray this prayer together for those that say, I'm receiving Jesus. Here we go. We've got an English, Spanish, and Vietnamese. It's on the paper. Let's say this prayer together. Here we go. It goes like this. I am a sinner. I want to be forgiven. I want to be forgiven. I believe Jesus Christ, your son. I believe Jesus Christ, your son. Died for my sin and is alive right now. Died for my sin and is alive right now. I turn away from my sin and now confess Jesus Christ. I turn away from my sin and now confess Jesus Christ. As my Lord and receive him into my life. As my Lord and receive him into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you stand up right now? If you say you received Jesus Christ, can we celebrate with you? Awesome. Let's celebrate with them. This is a new spiritual birthday. I made the same decision 23 years ago on an Easter Sunday. What we're going to do is I'm going to invite you right now is you can come up.
because I want you to remember this day and I want you to walk up here and I want you to stamp canceled because I never want you to forget this day. So as the worship team begins to play, you say, I gave my life to Jesus. Stamp this because I never want you to forget this day. I never want you to forget what Jesus Christ did. And right after, we're going to have a few closing announcements. If you gave your life to Christ, I want you to stamp this side right now as the worship team begins to play. You come up and we'll give you a Bible. You say, I want to get baptized. You can go get baptized. You say, I'm giving my life to Christ. Then right now you can stamp that. We hope you were encouraged by today's message from Pastor Micaiah. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect.